I just realized that the, for editing purposes, there's absolutely no reason. Yeah. But I don't think these things through. How is it you feel? Hey guys, it's the Speakers and Screens podcast. I am here with Alex, and we have a uh, special, special uh, episode for you today, in which we are going to discuss DRM, the whole clusterfuck that is Microsoft's policy on it. Uh, Say hello, Alex. Hello, everybody. So, for those of you who are not aware... The whole DRM policy with the Xbox One, at least initially, and we talked about this a little bit on the last episode that we did, uh, you and I, they are requiring that the console is connected to the internet every 24 hours, that uh, used games are going to go into a sort of marketplace thing. They're kind of iffy on that, but the one thing we do know is that it will not work as it used to. Am I missing anything here, Alex? What, what was What was Microsoft pushing here? They were effectively pushing a policy that favored um, getting rid of rentals, um, getting yeah. rid of uh, selling used games because you could only you, uh, you could only give away a game once. So effectively, you could not resell a used game, uh, stuff like that, all because of EA and Activision primarily. Yeah, and uh, I think Take Two might have had a little bit of uh, input into this as well. Uh, uh, what games have they made? Uh, Grand Theft Auto is their uh, is their hot banger. Really? Yeah, they're they're the Grand Theft Auto people. I did not know that. <laughs> it's okay. I thought Rockstar was well, no, they're the they, they they're the developer. 2K, yeah, yeah. Two K is the publisher. Uh, <clears throat> so today, uh, shockingly, six days after E three, where they reiterated all of these policies mm-hmm. and actually clarified some of them, yeah. they have completely done a 180 and they are going the same direction as the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. I will flat out admit that this was shocking. I think this is the right move honestly, but it is very shocking. Well, you know, you know I disagree on this, but at the same time I completely recognize that the people have spoken in a way. Yeah, they have. Uh I think the people should just shut up and take what's good for them. But, (laughs) but at the same time, like the internet is a powerful thing. And when people are pissed about something, whether it's SOPA or PEPA or any kind of civil injustice, not that I'm comparing this to the same level. I'd have to be a fucking crazy person. They're like Nazis. They're like, yeah, they, they go crazy and they do everything to get it changed. And, the, the trend right now is that usually internet activism, if you could call this internet activism, works. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know why, but people really give a shit what a bunch of kids on the internet say. I just, I primarily think this happened just because E3 is the Super Bowl of video games, and when everyone, pretty much everyone, agreed that Sony had won the conference, Microsoft really took that to heart, and they aren't, uh, they aren't prepared or willing to lose the generation before it even starts. Yeah, they're so. not. They're not in the business of, uh, of. Uh disappointing people yeah uh i think the general assumption among microsoft and i i assume this as well i don't know if you did was it sony was gonna do the same thing and i had hope and my hope was uh well had i i believe sony wouldn't uh fall into the same drm trap and they didn't and it turns out now uh microsoft isn't either all right so uh I guess this is the part where I confess. Uh, I wrote an article. Uh, it went up Monday morning, c- defending their DRM policies. You played devil's advocate. I, I did. Uh, I'm not. I've never been. I've never been on the side that I think this is great. Like I don't think uh, they're making the the smart move uh, for their consumers. Like I, I understand why people are upset about this, but. At the same time, I don't think the people that are upset about this understand why they're upset about this, if that makes sense. Okay, elaborate that. Okay. Uh, my main contention here is they are going to a digital-only platform, or at least they were. Uh, now now I guess games are going to run off the disc. At that point, the disc sort of becomes a delivery mechanism, <coughs> and, you know... Uh, with PC games and uh, any any digital product, there's always been this kind of DRM. You can't trade it, and I was ready for that trade-off where I can just get I can just get a game and it's there. Uh, to me, that's I, you know you know I'm, I love digital content. Yes. Uh, to me, that's just so appealing. And one of the big downsides today uh, with their announcement is, you buy a game off the shelf, uh, you are going to have to. Uh, Put it in the console to run it at all. The, just, the install thing doesn't work anymore. Really? It, it doesn't work at all? No, no, no. You, the disc has to be in the tray. It, it will install to the hard drive, I think. I assume so, because I think that was the design of the console, but you need the disc in the tray for authentication. Okay. In itself, an, another form of DRM, I might add. Yes, it is. Much looser form, but still a form. The one thing, the one area I don't think they fucked up in... Uh, is actually the the twenty four hour the, that that I never got. Yes. Like I don't I don't know what they were thinking. Hey Kyle, if you can't connect to the internet every twenty four hours, stick with the three sixty. <laughs> That's what the dude said. Yeah, I who was that Trenton? I don't remember who said uh, that. Yeah, I don't know the name. Uh, I think no, it was Phil Harrison. I think. Yeah, isn't Jack Trenton? A yeah, Sony Jack guy? Trenton might be Sony. I, yeah, I, I, these names just. Like I, I might see Mark Cerny at some point. Just, just ignore me. <laughs> he looks like Kevin Barnes. Yeah, he does kind of like an older, sadder Kevin Barnes, as if yeah. such a thing is possible. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Other downsides to this, uh, and Kyle Wagner uh, detailed these in a post on Gizmodo, is uh, that family plan thing. I don't know if you knew about this. I vaguely knew about it, but it was never really specified, right? No, like, it was it wasn't. But what they were saying is you would uh, be able to share your games up to with up to ten people. 
and I assume that means not at the same time. And who knows if it was family or if you could add friends or uh, who knows to that. Yeah. But that might have been really cool. That's true. Although my my question is, and we might not ever even find out what the family thing meant. Yeah. Is it is family considered people who created their account on your console? No, it was it was they they did specify that part. They said it was any Xbox One console. Anybody. Anybody. So, like, my friend in Alaska, they could be considered part of my family. I believe that's what they were going for. And their hmm. idea their idea was, uh, well, it's all going to be legit copies, and these people know each other. So if you wanted to share a game with somebody, I mean, you might, you'd probably just go through the trouble of uh, sending it in the mail. And this was kind of their solution to that. Okay. I guess. But we'll never re- – we might not know uh, – they they didn't say that that was out the door completely, but it looks like it probably has to be with the disc in the console requirement. Yeah. Or they only do it with digital games. Who knows? We might not ever find out. No. He also throws out this idea, which there's some contention about it, I, I admit, but that uh, the cost of games will go down if the publishers are getting money for used games over time. Because that revenue will be uh, will be kind of like uh, I don't know what the best word here is uh, a make whole thing like mm-hmm. to to use a sports term that you don't understand. I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> but if the if the publishers are getting more money, then they're passing the savings down to you. I, I guess that's the idea. That's the idea, and that's the idea I have the most problem with. It works on Steam, you know. Yeah, but Steam, there's so many more benefits that I really doubt that the console marketplace would have. Well, the thing is, we just don't know, because I don't know if you remember this, but people kind of hated Steam for the first two years that it was out. But wasn't that all technical issues? I remember when Steam first launched, it was a completely buggy mess that didn't work at all. Well, Steam didn't even launch as like a digital distribution thing. Steam kind of, well, it it had that, but it was only for Valve games. Yeah, yeah. Steam mostly launched... uh, for updated patches like that was that was the point like uh you patching pc games used to be a huge issue like you would have to go onto a website you would have to find the file you'd have to download it and install it Mm -hmm. this thing just runs all the time and it downloads the patches you need and when you run your game they're they're patched you're ready to go right like that that's what they were going for but what happened especially (coughs) the launch of half-life 2 was a huge mess for them i don't know if you remember this i do remember this People could not play the game. Like, yeah, the, the whole service just went down. It's kind of a situation where Steam just said, like, well, we know what's best for you. And they kind of proved at the end that they did. Like, people hated it, but eventually it became a consumer-friendly platform. I just, I don't buy the argument that Microsoft can't do the same thing, because I, I think it's... they're trying to, I think they were trying to emulate Steam. Now that kind of changes. It's not that they can't, it's that I highly doubt it. I mean, Microsoft still, to this day, um, they, they don't allow self-publish, self-publishing by indie developers. I think that's a m- major sign that they are still very draconian in a lot of aspects. We'll see about that. They did have that on 360 with the whole indie game store. It's not completely open, though, is it? Uh, uh, I don't think... I'm I don't pretty know. sure it's not. The, the problem they had with that is that the... the it was, most of the games were terrible. So mm-hmm. I, I, 
it was really open, but I think they're trying to get away with that because it didn't really work for them. Because the market just got flooded with all these horrible, like, massage games and stuff like uh, that. I don't even want to know what that is. Well, it's basically your controller vibrates. <laughs> oh, okay. It's just an application that makes your controller vibrate. It's not Connect. It's not a Connect no, game. It's no, no, no. Connect game. And uh, Minecraft clones, like there were, there's probably there's got to be a fucking hundred Minecraft clones that you can. I've seen some of those. Those are pretty awesome and terrible. <laughs> well, some of them are actually good, which is the weird thing, like better than the actual Xbox 360 Minecraft. But okay. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, I think the self-publishing thing, and we don't even know their policy. They haven't really came out and said it, but. I think it's just because it worked so shitty for them the last time. Like, XNA, I mean, there were some good games made with it, but it was a huge failure, that whole initiative. It's true. Maybe maybe they're just trying to take the long game here. I, I don't know. But don't you think that trying to shove this DRM, trying to shove the 24-hour thing, trying to get rid of used games, trying to get rid of rentals, don't you think that suggests that they might not be having Steam sales, Steam-like sales in the future? No, not necessarily, because I think the reason they were doing it was because that platform is so financially successful. You look at you look at games that come out on Steam, they gradually come down in price, and when a publisher will tell you that when they have a Steam sale, they make more money during that Steam sale than they do during the entire run beforehand because people just buy it out of impulse. I think on some level that's what they were going for. And who knows, that might still be their digital strategy. I know for a fact I'm never buying a disc for this thing. Okay, that makes sense. Like I, honestly, I believe I believe in I believe in our digital future. <laughs> but do you think someone like Cliff Blazinski, who's made a total butt of himself online this week and last week in regards to the whole DRM thing, do you think he's really going to allow Gears of War Five to come down in price? I really think he's well he's not with epic anymore so he's not going to have any say with that whatsoever okay well whatever new chainsaw uh, game he decides no 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 for triple a games they're they're never going to go down in price that's just like it is now you you go buy a used copy of uh of uh i don't even know what the hell the last halo game was but halo and gears of war those games like judgment did because it was shitty but but if a game like call of duty never comes down in price ever mm-hmm. it just doesn't because they still people still buy it. Yeah. It's the same way on Steam even. It's still it's still full price on Steam, I believe. It's not full price. Can it? It, it's probably fifty dollars. We'll, I'm gonna we'll, go check this. We'll check after the show. Or you can yeah. check right now if you want. I, I'm gonna check it right now. <laughs> uh, what was the last one that came out? Uh, uh Dogfighter, whatever. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't Call of Duty Dog. That, that's coming. That's 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 a hot new joint. Uh Black Ops two, was that the last one? Yeah, I think that was it. <clears throat> I played that game. It, it was okay. They did some interesting things, but Call of Duty has gone really downhill. Yes. Okay, uh, to get a little bit into different territory, uh, let's talk about online passes a little bit. Uh, EA kind of did away with them. or I think partly because they thought that uh, this new DRM future was coming. Do you think they're coming back? I, I don't the- didn't the guy from EA say that they got rid of it just because the money they made off of it wasn't worth having their fan base loathe them? Well, that's I'm pretty they, sure he said that. Well, that's what they said. You know, I, I think they kind of were. I think they were kind of hoping that Microsoft would go through with this and make up that difference. 
Yeah, I think they were hoping that just because people had so much faith in Microsoft because the 360 yeah. was so successful that they wouldn't mind it so much. But it turns out they do, and they made their voices heard, and now EA is backing off too. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to know, if, if online passes come back, do you foresee a future where they might become more restrictive, where they might actually lock out uh, single-player content? Hmm. I, I could see a couple of developers going that way. I could but... see Activision going this way. They are evil. They are pure yeah. evil. Yeah, they are. But <laughs> I, I couldn't see it becoming a mainstream thing. Maybe maybe Ubisoft. Uh, the giant publishers, I could see doing this. And, you know, I wrote about this in my column, but the thing is there aren't really any, like... There, there's no midways anymore. There's just nobody making, like, that mid-tier game anymore. Yeah. And I, I think, I think, I think on some level that this uh, DRM future would have helped those guys in a the, way. The triple A's, you're saying? Uh, not, not only the triple A's, but the mid majors, because it would have made <laughs> the mid majors. I'm using college, I'm using uh, sports terms again. Uh, but the the middle of the road studios, because I think a big part of those studios closing uh, is the used games thing, because game sales are down. And if they had that revenue, who knows? We, we might THU might still exist, for instance. Who there's there's no way to really know. But I, I worry about the health of the gaming industry. Like I, I read an article today that uh, game sales are down forty percent this year. Mm-hmm. You say some of that might be that the new consoles are coming and people are just saving. Some of that might be that people don't have any interest in new, in consoles anymore. I just think the whole AAA. Uh, I think a lot of AAA developers feel that they need to have massive games, massive games with incredible graphics in order for people to be interested in them. But I feel that's very flawed logic. I mean, it, the most popular game of this generation is Minecraft, right? Uh, well, not series-wise. Not, not best-selling, best but overall, probably. It's made a massive amount of money. It it has. It has. Um uh, like I think the last count was over 10 million on Xbox 360, and who knows how many copies on PC and Mac. On PC and Mac, like it's probably an ungodly amount. I just I, feel that instead of uh, trying to screw the consumer so they can keep continuing their massive projects that are just so unwieldy, that they should just start to think, hey, how can we cut costs and make games that still appeal to people? I don't know. It's a it's a hard it's a hard question to answer because those those big games do still make a ton of money. But Call of Duty does not look as good as an, all the other AAA games, and it's the most popular series. You're right about that. But at the same time, they put just as much money in it. Like there's there's like over there's like over a thousand people working on those games. Really? Yeah, they're they're absolutely huge. They they do kind of look rough. Like I don't know if you know this, but they're still like using parts of like Quake 2's uh, netcode and stuff in those games. Yeah, I've seen those screenshots. They're a little bit better on PC, but I, honestly, I think console games as a whole just look like shit right now. Yeah, well, some of the new games though shown at the uh, uh, conferences they look pretty good. I mean, of course they're going to be dwarfed by PCs in like a year. And who but... who even knows? The, the game, the footage we're seeing probably is running off a PC anyway. 
I heard that uh, none of the all of the games at the PS4 conference were running on uh, development hardware. Well, that would make sense uh, because we there were technical issues at both conferences. They were great. I yeah. love technical issues at conference. Oh God, uh, the one. What was what game was it that uh, basically just broke on stage? The, uh, Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed Four was one that just broke. Yeah, <laughs> it kept freezing. And then there was no audio for uh, Crimson Dragon, this one uh, Sega game, I think. And then there was no audio for Battlefield. And then the Crimson Dragon guys, they didn't get to replay their video. But Battlefield... People. Battlefield's such a big franchise that it yeah. makes a lot of sense. And EA probably paid a lot of money for that. Yeah. You kept saying it. Like, I, I guess you'll see it online. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. All right. So I don't think we're ever going to find common ground on this DRM thing. I, be- I believe in our overlords. You you don't. You're, you're a little bit more skeptical than I am. Yes. Uh, so do you think the damage has been done? Do you do you think that the Xbox One can recover from uh, all the bad will that they've accumulated? As much as I like to make fun of Microsoft, and it's been very easy to do so these last couple of weeks. Oh yeah, it has. <laughs> I I never thought they were gonna be super unsuccessful. They have a lot of goodwill coming in from last generation, and this is n- definitely gonna help. Yeah, the Xbox 360 is kind of a console that did almost everything right, except uh, like patches and their handling of indies. And Red Rings. Yeah, the, the console was wildly successful in the United States. Not not yeah. so much the world, but... But this is a ultimately, that's part of my point. Ultimately, I want the PS4 to be the dominant console just because they care about indie developers. They care about Japan way more than Microsoft does. And well, those are where uh, the games I'm interested in are. Well, coming. part of that is that uh, Japan it just uh, there's no fucking hope there. They can't they can't sell games. They don't make big blockbuster games. They make like PS2 games, and which is I, why like 3DS is doing so well. Now. I think they sold like four Xbox 360s in Japan. I think that's I think that's roughly it. Yeah. It's a super niche genre over there. They just don't. Nobody. No. No Japanese. No Japanese people are buying them. So it, it's it's a couple things too though. Like first, J- Japanese people aren't going to buy a console made in America. Number one. Number two, they don't try at all though. Like they did not try. There's no marketing, so they don't care. Is effectively the thing. Maybe they should just get Monster Hunter. Pay a lot of money for Monster Hunter. And Pokemon. Pro- yeah. On Xbox well, One. You can't do that because of Nintendo, but. It'd be the Pokemon Q bone. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you do you want to talk about Connect? Like I, I have. That's gonna screw them. Honestly, that's the hundred dollar yeah. difference between the okay. PS4. That, that's that's what I was gonna get into. I was gonna talk about the hundred dollar the, the hundred dollar difference. But do you think the Connect being in the box is actually worth that difference? I feel like developers are actually gonna develop for it. And there's actually going to be a cool couple of games that actually use it in interesting ways. But still, that $100 difference is going to hurt. Did you see any of Fantasia? I thought that game looked really cool. <laughs> the, 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 way, the way you actually set the mix and stuff, assuming I'm assuming you can do some cool stuff with that. I, I am admittedly a Harmonix fanboy as a huge uh, Rock Band fan. Yeah, I... We'll we'll see. That might actually get me to play a Connect game. 
I, I honestly have no interest in motion controls ever. Like, I thought the first time I thought the Wii, I thought, well, that looks stupid. That'll sell about 10. Like, <laughs> like I thought I thought the Wii was the biggest mistake Nintendo ever made. And it turned out it looks like, like a crowning well, jewel compared to the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they would they would kill for Wii sales. Yeah. So, no, you don't you don't think the hundred dollars is worth it? No. Yeah, but at the same time, I think Microsoft putting that thing in the box is the right move. It might it might be an issue at first, but so many people so many people will well I don't know about so many people, but so many casual people care about the Connect. That sold like crazy. And Is those... Dance Central still a big thing? I've never played it in my life. Uh, I think it still sells well. They did make three of those games, so. Okay. And I, the Connect has not been out that long. I don't think the Connect's been out three years. Maybe it has, but. I don't. It, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe 2009. Anyway, uh, they have a huge, huge, huge following in that casual space with that thing. They kind of, they kind of took away the the Wii's thing. By the time the Wii U, well, the Wii was dead by then. Nobody cared about Wii by then. I, I, I think part of that was Connect. It, it was mostly dead, but it got way deader after Connect. Yeah, there was like Skyward Sword, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Cooking Mama 12 or whatever. <laughs> I like Cooking Mama. Do you really? I'm not I've never, it, I've never, I, I I've like played them. those games. They're stupid fun. All right. Uh, let's. What about Nintendo? Where do, where do they factor in all of this? Do you have they any? Don't factor at all. No factor. They, no, their E3 conference. As much as the games look good, because Nintendo makes good games, I think we can both agree on that. Yes, I, I for the most part. I've been continuously disappointed with where they're taking Zelda, but other than that, yes. I just, they did nothing to, no, like, key difference that would, like, bring them out of their terrible situation they're in, and that disappointed me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they showed the new Mario Kart game. Smash Brothers looks cool. Smash Brothers and Super Mario 3D Land, which looks a lot like the DS game, which I heard was actually really great, so... But it's just it's a parade of sequels. There's no new IPs. Like where where is Sama Diamiga? Like, come on, do something. Have a unique idea, Nintendo. Yeah, like I was really dis like as much as Super uh, the new 3D Land 3D Land U or whatever it's called looks good. I I was really hoping for a new Galaxy game because the Galaxy games are so different. They're so original. I was hoping for a new just flat out Mario game. Like, do something new with Mario completely. Or like even that, that would be even better. Yeah. And it's just they're doing another Donkey Kong Country Returns game. Like, yeah, like Metro uh, Retro Studios, who made Metroid Prime, which those are some great games. They're working on that, which is really disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I miss Nintendo. I really wish they'd get their shit together. Hey, 3DS is still amazing, though. I've heard that. Maybe maybe Nintendo should just get out of the console game. Maybe that's maybe that's the move long term because I I think I think they're really I, I had I had no faith that a that a handheld would do any damage even though Nintendo has never had an unsuccessful handheld and the 3DS is really really strong right now. There, there's a lot of great games coming out for it and they're selling like hotcakes. They are. So. 
I, I will, I'll admit I was wrong about Nintendo in the handheld space. I think they really have something there. I think the problem is they are fucking everything up on the console space. They they really don't care about third parties. The, and it's really suffering. The only reason to get a Wii U is if you want to play like that those half dozen you know are going to be really great Nintendo games. Yeah. At this point, it's either they go full force like this is the Nintendo box or they try to lure through third parties who aren't really going to jump on board just because of how much of a failure it is. I think if I were them, what I would do, first thing I would do is I would put, and we're getting really off topic, but I think it's an interesting topic, so let's roll with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing I would do, I would I would seize console, console operations as soon as it became clear that it wasn't going to be successful. I would put every virtual console game on Steam Emulate it if you have to. Just spend as the least amount of money. They would sell. They would make so much income. Just putting all those, all those virtual console games on Steam. Yeah. Third, start making start making your games multi-platform. That would never happen in the million I know it would never yeah. happen, but that's what they should do. That's how you fix Nintendo. Maybe I could see maybe like some like RPGs on like the iPhone, but. I can see like I, Mario. I, I'm with you. We're never going to see a Mario game on an Xbox One. It's just not going to happen. I would. That would actually make me mad. I don't know why, but that would make me mad to see uh, Mario on. You the, play. You play Sonic exclusively on the Wii U now, and that's. I don't almost, care about Sonic. I've never. Nobody. Cared. Nobody's cared about it. They haven't made a good one of those since Sonic CD. Okay. Uh, quickly, top three games of E3. What? What? What do? You, what do you got? Uh, mine. Gosh. I would say... I, I can start if you need a little time. How about you do that? Okay. Uh, first, for me, and I can't believe I'm this excited about a, a shooter, Titanfall. My God, the traversal stuff in that game looks so cool. Like, the way the way the player jumps onto the mech and uh, he punches through the glass and he, he has the ejector suit in the mech. The mech combat looks so much fun. The jetpack, the running on walls... That game looks like a blast to play. I have not been this excited about a multiplayer shooter since Call of Duty 4. So- uh, let me talk about that. Okay. I'm not, you know I'm not that big of a shooter fan, but to be honest, it, it, for if there was anything that could really pull me into a shooter, they got me interested. It, it looks different enough, and I heard it's like really large scale. Like There's a lot of uh, NPCs running around yeah. doing their own thing. That seems kind of cool. And it's downright beautiful, and it runs at 60 frames a second. Like, man, that game could be really something special. And it's exclusive, too, so... Yeah. And other than that, uh, MGS5, which is weird, because I kind of hate Metal Gear Solid. F you. I'm sorry about that. It's just that I've never even been a stealth guy. Really? No, I just... I don't even... Like, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory might be the only stealth game I've ever played and loved. Like I don't care for the Hitman games, I just I'm just not like Deus Ex. Like I just I played it. Eh, this is okay. I tried playing uh, Defiance and eh, yeah, this, this is all right. There's some cool stuff in this, but I just I play those games like action games. And something about something about an open world uh, MGS game looks really cool to me. And I don't know. I could be wrong. I've never I've never been into the series. I might wind up hating it, but that game looks really cool. 
I, I, I'm worried that you're not going to be that, well, I don't know how uh, able you'll be able to invest in this story just because Metal Gear is such a complex web, but I could it watch looks really like cool. The nine hours of cutscenes for all the games on YouTube, I guess. Yeah. It would probably take me like a couple weeks, but I could do that. Like Metal Gear 4, I'm pretty sure had a two and a half hour cutscene that <laughs> was God. unskippable. Good God. And that there was just one. There was like multiple like half hour and forty five minute cutscenes. And stuff like that. Like I hope I hope they uh at least I hope they at least recognize that like hey, I have a life and I might not have two and a half hours. Or Hideo Kojima does not care about your life. He's like a drunk with power. Is he still in charge of those games? Yeah. Okay. I was making sure. He was the dude on stage at the conference. Uh and other than that, uh, I kind of already talked about it. I think, uh, I, I think uh, Fantasia, and I'm equal. I'm equally confused about all three of these games exciting me. Like, if you told me it was going to be a first-person shooter, a Connect game, and a Metal Gear game, I would have punched you in the face. <laughs> but it, but it is. I think those games look really cool. And Watch Dogs too. I'll just throw that out there. I think Watch Dogs looks great. Yeah, I, I like Watch Dogs too. That looks pretty cool. It just looks like they're doing something different. Well, as for me, um, probably unsurprisingly, mine are all from Japan. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon. I love Pokemon. Um, I didn't even know there was a new one. I never watched the Nintendo thing. I just heard about some of the games. It's basically they're finally rendered in fully gorgeous 3D. Is it, That's it's like 3DS one? Yeah. Okay. That's the main like hook of the game. And of course, there's going to be a new Pokemon and new moves and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm just I can't get tired of the formula. They add just a, they tweak enough stuff and they just add enough stuff for me to be interested every single uh, time. Listen, if I had a 3DS, I would be I I loved those games when I was younger. Yeah, and it it's definitely going to it's going to be the thing to get me to get a 3DS. Um after that, uh I would say Final Fantasy 15. Um also coming in also coming to the X, Xbox One by the way. It is worth mentioning. It, it's also worth mentioning that I was 11 when this game was first announced. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I've been looking forward to it for uh, like a third of my life. So I'm hoping it's pretty, well, more uh, more than that. I'm hoping it's good. It looks gorgeous. The action looks amazing. I Final Fantasy is always about like changing the envelope. Even though there's 15 of them, they're all different from each other. That, so, looked, that looked cool. Like I don't care about Final Fantasy that 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 game looked pretty cool. Like if the combat's in real time, I might give that a shot. It's not like Devil May Cry where you like control yeah. every move, but it looks pretty intense and that looks pretty cool. I, I can deal I can deal with some turn based. Like I loved XCOM. Like I'm not It's like pseudo turn based. Yeah. It's, it's like menu commands in real time. That game looked interesting. I might I might try it. Again, you're this, you're gonna hate the story. I guarantee. Probably, I probably I'm I'm it's, an American's American when it comes to games. It's pure anime melodrama, but I, I I can tolerate some of that, and I can get down with it. Oh, another game I forgot to mention: Hotline Miami Two was announced. That, that game, I, that that game's fucking weird. I, I hope is, that I hope the next ones is weird. Was there a trailer for it? Uh, there is, but I haven't seen it. I don't know what's in the trailer. I just saw the announcement like five minutes ago. I haven't actually played uh, Hotline Miami, but I watched Sips from the Yogg's Cast play it, and it's it great. looks pretty. It's great. 
it's pretty awesome. It's so fucking hard. It's so goddamn weird. Those animal masks that give you powers, and it's just this brutal murder simulator. And the music is amazing. And every t- yeah, the music is great. And every time you kill somebody, this dude gives you food. Like it's such it's such a weird game. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I guess my last game is uh, a game that hasn't been getting a lot of attention because it's kind of it's like coming out for 360 and PS3, but The Evil Within. Do you know what the game is? I, seriously, I haven't even heard of this. It's it's basically the new horror game from the dude who created Resident Evil. Okay, yeah. And it's like a legit like Resident Evil is like an action movie. It's like Die Hard Six or whatever. You now, uh, is it fixed cameras or other uh, stuff? I think it's first person. Okay, I I cannot I can't go back to fixed cameras. Like that stuff cool. is good in the day, but I can't I can't even like. If somebody was handing me a PlayStation and said, "Here, here's Resident Evil. Play this," I would be like, "Fuck you! What did I do to you?" Yeah, it. Those games have not aged really well. No, but it looks like a legit horror game. Like it is meant to scare you. It is not Resident Evil Five or Resident Evil Six steroid action. It looks creepy. It looks slow and sinister, and it looks pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you're still going. You're still you're still PS4 guy, right? Yeah, take care about Japan and Indies. Woo. Yeah. I got Steam for Indies, so I'm still going to go with the Xbox. Even though I'm actually kind of disappointed with this announcement today. You wanted them to stick to their guns? I wanted them to stick to their guns. I want to I wanna watch the world burn on some level. The only thing I, I'm really happy about is the 24-hour thing. I thought that was fucking stupid. I'm glad they got rid of that. I was surprised, though, that like you use Gamefly, though, right? I, I do, but it's kind of because we're at the end of a generation and I don't want to spend a lot of money on games. I see, I see. Like, I don't... Typically, I don't do that. I'm actually probably going to cancel my Gamefly this month. Because, you know, you can still... Most of the games I want to play are just, like, games I miss, and I could probably get them for, like, 10 bucks on Amazon, and I'm probably wasting money. Yeah. The PS4 is impressive, though. As somebody who really thought that Sony got a lot of stuff wrong uh, the last generation... I like I like the direction they're going in, and I I really think right now I'm probably going to wind up owning both consoles. I love their ballsiness. Did you see their uh, how to share a uh, used game video? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're confident as hell. I love that. I loved it too. They're they're confident as hell, and they're doing some interesting things. And it looks like their dashboard and their controller aren't going to be complete garbage. Dashboard being a proprietary term for Microsoft. I mean, XMB. Uh, yeah, I I think I think the PS4 might be really great. I hope it's really great, because the world is a better place when there's more than one console I want to own. It's true. And uh, I think that's it. You got anything else? Uh, I hope the Xbox One, it does well. I, 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 like I said, I don't want it to be the dominant console. I don't, I won't really care that much if it is, but yeah, I'm glad that Microsoft listened to their, uh, fan base for once. Well, yeah, they just kind of have to. I just wish people wouldn't have been so pissed in the first place. So, yeah. (laughs) Holy shit, we've talked for 40 minutes. (laughs) We have. (laughs) <laughs> so much for a 20 minute podcast uh, yeah I think that's it bye guys bye